Hello, and welcome to the Professor Podcast with Ruth and Claire. Each episode, we talk about a particular topic in the life of a professor. Ruth is a visiting professor at a large university in Ireland, and Claire is an associate professor at a primarily undergraduate university in Northern California. The purpose of our podcast is reflection, so we bring something we think is working and something we're working on to discuss. Welcome to the Professor Podcast with Ruth and Claire. I'm Ruth. And I'm Claire. And today we're talking about department events. But first, Ruth, how was your week? My week was great. and um, The girls had their midterm break, so we got to... Mostly I was still working, but I had a couple of days off, and we got to go on like a day out into town. We got the train from where we live, which was exciting. Ooh. It was less exciting on the way back because there was some incident where we ended up stuck on the train for an hour, which was less fun. But oh, it was no. fun. We went in. <laughs> I know it was just like, oh, but, um, but it was great. We went and met a friend who also has kids and we went to the archaeology museum. And I feel like Ooh. there's a lot of bog land in Ireland which I don't know how common that is in other countries, but it basically just preserves things. So I feel like we have so many archaeological things that like, I feel like that's all people do in bogs is just happen upon a gold Viking stash or something. And yeah, but the most dramatic thing is they have some bog bodies. Like people that got stuck in the bogs? Well, they actually, I don't know if they were buried there because they were like, it seems like they were like, maybe sacrifices from like really long, long ago. And anyway, it was a big debate all day. Were the girls going to go in and see the bog bodies? Ah. Because they're kind of mummified. And um, they did in the end. And it was very interesting. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a great day to remember with like, no, I'm like with the dead bodies, but anyway, it was great. Wow. Super into it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And then the other, because the other thing I find myself, I don't know, I've listened to a few, so I have I told you on here before that I'm really obsessed with the story of Shackleton? Mm, maybe. I think you mentioned it. Yeah. And so I got a graphic novel out of the library all Ooh. about it. And it's just got me all the way back in. And then my favorite podcast released an episode this week about, do you ever hear about the flight? I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a Uruguayan rugby team in the 70s. And they crash in the Andes and basically are like living on a glacier for months on end. Oh my goodness, I've not heard about this. But it was honestly like I literally was on the edge of my seat. Like have you ever, when you're listening to a podcast and you get somewhere, like I got into work and I was like, I'm just going to stay in the car for another 15 (laughs) minutes to listen to the end of this. So apparently I'm feeling very drawn to survival stories at the moment. But Wow. um, Yeah, I think the Shackleton one in particular because it all works out in the end. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So that's just It's just... And like, you know, the ones, okay, sorry, I'm really going off topic here, but <laughs> do you ever, I've never read Lord of the Flies uh-huh. because it sounds so grim. And I read a great article that was like, that's not how people probably would behave. Uh-huh. And we've lots of evidence that when people are in dire situations, they actually are quite good and decent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like take care of each other and stuff. So anyway, that was... That's kind of, I didn't realize there was so much hope in those survival stories. So um, I love that at the moment. Because you kind of do need hope to persevere and figure out how to survive. Um, That's really cool. Right. And I I think generally humanity is actually like present in a lot of people and Mm -hmm. they do act accordingly. So, yeah. So, how was your week? Mine was like bodies. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> just people like in extreme situations. What was your I do like? I do want to hear what is your favorite podcast besides this one, of course, that had all these. Oh yeah, things. well, so it's called You're Wrong About, and it's really ah, interesting. Yes. Um, sometimes they revisit things, just like things you think you remember or ah. things you kind of think like were presented in a certain way. And when you look back, you're like, oh, whoa, that was not what we should have been taken away from that. So, cool. yeah. That sounds yeah. really interesting. Um, my week was good. My brother is coming back from Japan. He's been there for Ooh, like cool. six weeks or so, and he's going to come stay with us for a few days uh, before we go on a nice family trip. And one Ooh. of the crazy things, I was talking to you about time zones. So he's in Japan. You're in Ireland. I'm in California. It's like really so many time zones. Um, mm. So he gets on an airplane at 6 p.m. Japanese time on a Sunday and then arrives at 11 a.m. California time on a Sunday. <laughs> so he's, he's going back weird. in time if you're looking at local time, which is pretty cool. So I thought that was exciting. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. I went to someone's house the other day and they actually work. They're American, but they're uh-huh. living in Ireland, but they still work for America. Mm-hmm. And they just, ha- in the kitchen, they just have two clocks. Just, up, yeah. Like, what time is it? Like, depending on where you need to know about what time it is. Yeah. Because yeah. that, like, we, we figure it out, but that week where my time changed, like the fall back right. happened the week before yours, that's like a whole, I, like, I can't. Yeah. Twice a go. year, we have to totally figure out the time zones again <laughs> because you always switch a week before I do. <laughs> Yeah, totally. That's it's just That takes it too far. <laughs> yeah. So do you have a quote for us today? I do. So I have, um, I read a book called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Hmm. And it's really good. I really like it. But she has this quote, which is, uh, life is hard, not because you're doing it wrong, just because it's hard. Hmm. And I really like that because sometimes and I am very prone to magical thinking and the idea that someday I'll start living my correct life. And someday, you know, and if it's sometimes you just need to be like, it's just, I don't know. One friend of mine said to me, you just have to find the magic moments where they come. Do you know what I mean? Not waiting mm-hmm. for this mythical time when you're just everything is going to be just right and happy. And then this sense that like you always feel like you're failing if everything isn't smooth sailing yeah just accepting that it's not meant to be smooth sailing mm-hmm. i, I love really that helpful for me it's sort of it's weird because it sounds negative but then it, i think it's actually really positive i agree i agree no and I, I i've been thinking similar thoughts recently about like you know something is hard or challenging and i say okay what's the problem how do i solve this and then maybe the answer is just that there isn't a problem right. and it's fine yeah and that's actually relieving and then you're like oh okay i guess there isn't a problem i don't have to try to solve this there isn't something wrong with me i'll just uh move forward with this challenge you know right and it's not like oh if you could just get everything right then Mm -hmm. everything would be easy and there is a bit of a sense with parenting too that you should be able to give your kids this eat like problem-free life and that's just never going to happen do you know what i mean and so yeah i think Mm -hmm. just Take your happy moments where they come, but don't expect that everything should be smooth sailing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so tell me what we're talking about today. And I want to tell people a funny thing, but go ahead. Oh, great. I'm excited. So we're talking about departmental events and kind of planning them, organizing them. And um, I was one of the things I'm excited about about talking about this is I think it's not necessarily something that's obviously part of our job description, but it comes up 
fairly often. And so I think it's, it's maybe extra important to talk about. Um, so just some examples of events that I, I've been involved planning, and I know you've been involved planning a lot of similar ones, like graduation celebrations yes. for our graduates or award ceremonies where we're going to give awards to different people in our department. Um, also, seminar visits. Somebody comes and gives a seminar on campus. We have, you know, activities. Well, they're going to meet with the chair and they're going to meet with these faculty members and then they're interested in meeting with someone across campus and then they're going to have lunch with students. You know, you, you plan a, a day for them. Or if um, there's a faculty candidate you know, you're going to interview four people yeah. for a job and they're going to come and they're each going to spend a day and, and you want to connect them to whoever is most appropriate for them to talk to and make sure they have lunch and all. So anyway, these are just events that um, involve the department that we end up organizing. And so, I don't know, does that make sense? Totally. And I was just going to say, because when we were texting back and forth about the events and we were like, you were like, we should really specify. We don't mean like wedding planning or something. And we were like, <laughs> that could be our new side hustle. It'd be like professor themed uh, weddings. So yeah, that's, that's something else. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. If anyone's interested. If anyone wants us how. to plan their wedding, we're, we're open to it. <laughs> yeah, good, good luck. <laughs> I don't know what would happen, but yes. Um, yeah, because I it totally, no one... There's no mention that planning events might be part of your job. Like, that's not clear. Mm -hmm. But then it totally mm -hmm. is. And I think it's really good, like you're saying, like if a candidate's coming to visit, you have to plan it. It's not something that just, uh, like, comes together magically. Like, there's no fairies who are going to do it. Like, it is, <laughs> it does take organization, is what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think, like, a really important thing, um, you know, to make everyone, to make it go smoothly is having everybody have the candidate's schedule. Everybody knows where the candidate's supposed to be, when the candidate knows when, when they're mm. meeting with whom and has time to prepare with all those meetings, you know, that, that just really helps make it an easier event for, for everybody. So I think it's, it's quite valuable to put time in there and make the event run smoothly. Totally. So tell me, what do you find is working for you? What's working for me is um, making use of the different faculty member in the department's strengths and interests and like what things they are good mm. at with planning events, what things they do well. And um, so, you know, you know, how it's, it's, it's maybe there's a temptation to like rotate the job around like so-and-so will organize um, the schedule this time. And now next time so-and-so will organize it, but maybe, maybe there's just one member of the department who's great at organizing the schedule and somebody else can send out all the emails and somebody else can, I don't know, book the room or whatever. Um, so I, I really love, like we have a, a member of our department. Every time we have an award ceremony, he always volunteers to go get the cake from Costco and we'll have a cake. And I really appreciate that we have a cake from Costco every time. Um, but I don't really want to go get the cake. So I, I, I think it's perfect that that's his thing. And then my thing is usually sending out an invitation email or coordinating like like I did. So one event that I was involved with organizing was the um, fall semester where we went virtual and we had a graduation celebration mm. for our graduates, but we were going to do it virtually and we were going to invite their family members virtually. And we were all kind of new <laughs> with virtual things. So... Um, so we had a lot of like practice where, you know, a bunch of faculty would get on the, the Zoom call and be like, OK, can we switch between breakout oh, rooms ourselves? So and, sensible. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so it was really good to do all that. Um, and so so in that case, I was the point person where I sent out the email invitation to the, the students and their families and was kind of the point person for um you know, answering questions and trying to do that kind of thing. And somebody else was more in charge of um, the technology and, and we kind of split it up. And so I guess I, what's working for me is splitting up 
the things and keeping in mind who is interested in and good at and experienced with different things and not feeling like we need to rotate it around, but just capitalizing on the skills and interests and um, experience that everybody has and sticking with that. Dude, I feel like we could just do a whole thing about this, right? Because I feel like, you know, when things just keep coming up for you and even in our conversation that we had in a previous episode with Bori, mm-hmm. I'm just feeling more and more like, yeah, we should get to be into certain things and enjoy certain things and just go with those. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like mm-hmm. this is what you're talking about, too, because there is definitely like an equitable model that's like, okay, well, Joan doesn't want to pick the cake up every time, but like, especially if people are volunteering and they like the thing that they do, I think that's mm-hmm. so great to have like people mm-hmm. playing to their strengths and what they're interested in. And that's mm-hmm. absolutely going to keep things. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, like if, if Joan starts feeling put upon that she's always the one getting the cake, well, then we should do something about that. But if Joan is excited to get the cake, fantastic. Joan should keep getting the cake. And I'm excited that Joan's getting the cake, you know? So yeah, yeah and I, I totally agree. I think I'm feeling just more drawn day to day in my job to like doing the things that you like. I mean, not like you're like, I don't want to teach these kids. I'm just going to chat to them instead or whatever. But like actually just investing your time in the stuff that's energizing and feels mm-hmm, good. So mm-hmm. yeah, I love that. I love that too. Yeah. That's great. So what's working for you? I think what's working for me is remembering that it's actually fun. And Ooh, most of the time it. when things come up, I'm like re- so resistant and like, oh, you know, but then it is always fun. And there's been, I feel like there's a little bit of a thing with the pandemic of making everything utilitarian, like boiling it down mm-hmm. to like what's absolutely necessary. And obviously, because that's what we had to do to survive. But then again, you're talking about hosting graduation events and stuff during the pandemic. But then there is like... So recently I was given the task of organizing like a medical physics day because it was International Medical Mm. Physics Day. And um, a colleague came up with the idea of having like a careers event for students. And we were going to invite a bunch of past students who went on to become medical physicists. And they came back and talked about their career. And I was like, fine, okay, whatever. And then it actually was a blast. It was so interesting. Uh The students were just absolutely like delighted about it. The speakers were really interesting and like, it was just super cool. And it was really fun. And like, again, I was like, I don't want to be doing this at lunchtime on a Monday. But then it actually was really energizing and cool and a fun thing to do. So I think just remembering that these things within balance you know what I mean are really fun and energizing so I think that's Mm -hmm. super important and I think for me practice like it gets better like it's not Mm -hmm. the first time I was like organizing anything especially by myself I was like just so overwhelmed and stressed but then it just Mm -hmm. gets easier and easier with time Mm -hmm. for sure oh I love that yeah you're making me feel like like I totally agree. The events are fun and energizing and remembering that makes it so much, so much better. And it's so true. And then, and then it, it, they're also just so important and meaningful. And so I think maybe some of the reasons that I might feel like, oh, this is taking time that I wanted to put somewhere else is because I forget how meaningful they are, how important they are, how fun and energizing they are. And so remembering that I really, I'm glad you said that. Um, yeah, I feel like even in the beginning of the episode, I was like planning to come in all positive, but then I was kind of like, oh, there are these things we have to do. And, and you're reminding me well, right it, now that but that's it's really awesome. That's how I approach everything is. Uh, I can't believe I have to do this, but then it works out. And I actually thought of something while you were talking 
which I think is really important too, is that time saves time. So taking, so like you guys going in and practicing the Zoom and figuring that out, that is super, like it totally saves time in the end or like going to the room and Mm -hmm. making sure that it has all the stuff you need or whatever it is, like Mm -hmm. all of those little checks Mm -hmm. pay off Mm -hmm. in a big way. So I think. I totally agree. And I've definitely always try and take the lazy option and I always like regret it so yeah it's definitely worth doing whatever it is proofreading the email doing whatever so Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting that really comes to what I'm working on which is kind of um giving things the time they need and planning them far in advance like when I'm thinking about um like for example planning a graduation celebration if we're going to invite the families of the graduates they're making their plans at least six months in advance i mean a lot of them are um because they're booking hotels and planning their travel so so it's it's important to for us to start thinking about them kind of far in advance too and then same thing you know if if a a faculty member is coming yeah and then if a faculty member is coming and giving a um giving a seminar or if they're coming and interviewing like they need time to um i don't know you know if they're going to meet with the dean they need to be able to know that they're going to meet with the dean and look that up in advance so they need that in advance so i'm kind of just remembering that um all these details that are totally worth doing that save time in the end it's really helpful to do them early too oh totally yeah and i love that that's so important when you're talking about like the families of the graduates trying to come and just like mm-hmm. really thinking about, I kind of hate the word, but the stakeholders in the event, like the actual people who are going to do it, what do they need? And like knowing about stuff early is really important mm-hmm. for sure. What about you? Okay. So, um, yeah, I think, so the biggest thing I'm working on is like being scared of it. And like, I, I love it. Yeah. Like, there's things mm-hmm. I would like to do more of like, the one thing I'm really scared of is engaging with the public. Okay. So like even all of the events that I've ever done have been kind of usually interdepartment, like inside the department events or like this one with the medical stuff that was for mm-hmm. the current students. So I feel like for some reason, the thought of engaging with the public is super scary. Like that feels like a lot. And I think mm-hmm. like I'm really struggling a little bit with like, I'm saying cultural knowledge, but I just mean you know, when you go somewhere new and there's just all this stuff that everybody knows and they don't even know how they know it. Do you know what I mean? And I don't know what I don't know. And (laughs) that I'm finding really difficult. So we have like open day coming up like in the next couple of weeks and I'm supposed to be coordinating it. And that it's like super overwhelming because it's just like, like everyone's like, oh, just do what we normally do. And I'm like, but I wasn't here normally. Like, so I don't know. But like, <laughs> and there's a lot of, you know, just all the stuff, like the acronyms and stuff. And you're like, wait, who was like, so I was like, just, just hire some students. And I'm like, how, how would one hire a student? Like, it's so many things. So I think like, obviously you build up that knowledge over time and I just need to get over myself and ask people like that's what I just need to do but um so what is open day oh oh yeah that's a good point so open day a lot of universities here have an open day or here it's actually two days so where um it brings in secondary school students who are going to be coming to the university so Mm -hmm. they come in and look around and you have to have stands and demos like of what's going on and then there's tours of the buildings and so that feels really overwhelming to me because it just mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. I obviously I'm not doing any of the moving parts, but 
Um, mm-hmm. Even just signing people up and signing up speakers and stuff is like, I don't know. It seems like a lot of what you're saying is there's a lot of, um, like this event has been done before, but you weren't there. Um, so it seems yes. like some of the trickiness is how much do you decide yourself and go forth doing versus how much do you try to figure out, well, what do we normally do? And let's try to do that. Um, You're actually giving me a major epiphany. Yeah. Because I've been like wondering why I'm struggling so much with this, but like, you know, the way I used to do stuff like, oh, we're having Crafternoon or the paranormal. And I would just throw stuff together. Like, I think I remember having like a graduation hat decoration event and, Uh you know, like all of these things. And I, I think that's the problem is that normally when it was just my whatever crazy idea I had, it felt fine mm-hmm. and I could do it whatever way I wanted. And no one was going to come in and say, this doesn't look like Crafternoon to me, you know, because like, right. whatever, like I just made it up. So I think that's what's giving me so much anxiety about this is that there is an expectation and I don't know what it is. And I'm worried I won't <laughs> meet it because I don't know what it is. Yeah, so that's super. interesting. I think you're right. I'm also remembering like you and I have done a lot of event planning for our um, incoming freshman Mm. learning communities, but we were kind of the pilot study for that. So we were like, well, how should we do it? And, you know, maybe we'd chat with some people, but no one had done it before. Um, So we kind of we got to come up with the plan that we wanted to do. So I guess what I'm wondering is, in your case right now, it seems like the question is, I mean, you could decide that you're just going to do it the way that you want to do it. Um, See, that's the thing, right? And that's why that's like an like an aspect of your leadership that's really good, right? Because I remember we were planning those events, and there had been other people who did similar things. And at first, there was a real push to just replicate what other people did. There was, but you were really like, "Well, wait, wait, what do we want to do?" And like, you really let us like put our own stamp on it. And we was like, and that was then exciting to me because uh. otherwise, I was like, "Whatever." But then once <laughs> you were like, "Okay, well, what do what should we do?" Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It, it makes me feel like, I mean, because the other option is to, uh, like we said, try to figure out what they normally do and, and ask questions. And, and, you know, the thing about that is, it seems like it would probably be optimal if you learned what they normally do, at least not, not every single detail, but, you know, the basics, and then said, decided, oh, do I want it to go that way? Or would I be right. excited to shake it up somehow? Because, yeah, I mean, if you're in charge of making it happen, I mean, what you bring is your insights to how you want the event to go. And um, if we just wanted to replicate it over and over again, we could do that, but that would require, I don't know, writing out very specific directions and just following them year to year. And that totally could be the way that somebody decides to do um, an event, but it doesn't have to be. It could be that you bring your own twist to it. Yeah. I love that. And I think this is the thing that whenever there's like, some external metric where it's like okay you have to like it's almost like doing an exam Mm -hmm. I just like mentally fall apart I can't but when it's something you can like put a bit of yourself into that feels very different Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for sure and I do have one other thing that I should have said in working (laughs) what is it it is to just always feed people feed people and give them snacks ah you're so right and you said that a whole bunch whenever we were doing our learning community events you were always saying we need more food we need more snack breaks we need more snacks and you were right <laughs> i know the way you sound like the cookie monster though <laughs> like, but it's mm-hmm. true it makes people happy mm-hmm. when they're fed so yeah and people get grumpy when they're not fed so it's very that's that that, that is totally, totally. I agree completely. <laughs> yeah. And cake from Costco is another example. Yes, exactly. 
So can I ask you, because you also, you did a huge event. Do you remember the like workshop? The You Belong Here workshop, which we did together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was so many people and different moving parts. And like, is that the biggest event that you've organized, do you think? I think so. Yeah. So this was an event where we had, I don't know how many faculty we had, maybe five faculty who wrote a proposal together to get a small amount of funding to do a workshop where we would... um, it was called You Belong Here, and it was to foster a sense of belonging for, I think it was women in STEM was the category we were going for. Is that true? Yeah. And so, yeah, we had, um, we had, um, we had lots of activities, lots of food, and the idea was to foster some community and, and talk about how um, lots of people feel like they don't belong, but that doesn't mean they don't belong and that kind of thing. I think that was the biggest event mm. that I've um, organized. And yeah, that was that that was really interesting. I felt like one of the challenges for me in that event was um, there were several of us organizing it, and I was never quite sure, like, has somebody thought of X? Like, has somebody brought a projector? Yeah, I'm not sure. And somebody always had, but I felt like anyway, so so that is such a challenge to to you know, to um, yeah. I don't know, either assign different roles or communicate to, to make it sure so that so that everybody can contribute to remembering all the important things that we want to be sure we have, um, while also relying on each other to to divide the tasks. Yeah, totally. Because I feel like there was that was it, for some reason that sticks out in my mind because that was our very first semester at Humboldt. It was. And I'm like, what were we thinking? That was crazy. And then I felt like I learned a lot in the learning community stuff because that was huge throughout the whole campus and I know we didn't actually like book the buses and stuff that brought people places but it mm-hmm. was just like such an eye-opener to like all of the many moving parts and sort of administration sure because we were part of the mm-hmm. group that was coordinating all that and so we're talking with the people who coordinate the buses and they're also coordinating well the buses can't be here and here so your learning group can only have the buses oh on God, Thursday because yeah. this group's going to have them on Tuesday very lots of complicated moving parts yeah. to organize such things yeah so I think like overall my takeaway would be do events they're super fun feed people and then also yeah I think like just recognizing that it's a learning curve and that it takes practice and like, mm-hmm. yeah, I love what you said. That's really like just taking your strengths. And like, sometimes obviously you want to like get out of your groove, you know, or not, you know, extend yourself. But I think it's so important to do stuff you feel mm-hmm. good about and not like force yourself. Like if you're mm-hmm. super uncomfortable, you don't want to be the MC for the whole evening or something. And it's just going to be torture. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love it. I think you're you're very wise in all your event planning suggestions oh god <laughs> yeah i don't know about that but yeah um cool well thank you claire thank you Ruth. don't forget weddings from the professor podcast coming soon thanks so much for joining us on the professor podcast with ruth and claire we're delighted to have you as a listener and we would love to hear from you and if you want to email us our address is contact at gmail.com we'd love to hear any of your suggestions for future shows or professor quotes that you might want to share with us or even just things that have come up for you when you were listening to previous episodes and if you've been enjoying the podcast we would love if you would spread the word so the best way to spread word is by telling people you know if you think they should listen to it or you can leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.